let's get agreement that this is a strategic priority. That area of alignment and synergy can be very Looking important. The future, we're committed to expand valuation. time, there's still progress that needs to be made. This is Healthcare Strategies. Hi, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Olivia Kaler, Senior Editor of Life Sciences Intelligence in Pharma News Intelligence. Today, we are speaking with Nancy Maldonado, the Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at Rady Children's Hospital, about increasing workforce diversity. Nancy drives mission-centered strategies and programming to support diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives across the healthcare system. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So to start us off, if you could, can you describe some of the strategies that you've implemented to attract and retain a more diverse workforce at Rady's Children's Hospital? Yeah, sure. I think for us, even before that, before implementing strategies, it's about understanding what diversity means for Rady Children's and also understanding why that's so important. And so for us, it really is we want to provide the best care to every single patient and family that comes to Rady Children's. And so understanding that in order to do that, it is critically important that our workforce reflects the communities that we serve and the patients that we serve. So with that in mind, that's how we developed our strategies for how we were going to increase diversity and keeping that at the forefront of why it's so important. So a lot of different strategies in place, but it all starts from looking at our processes and our procedures and even looking at our job descriptions, the language that we're using, where are we advertising those job descriptions, where are we recruiting from, and looking at more community-centered approaches you know, community colleges, we are lucky in San Diego that we have so many great community colleges and universities, making sure that we're partnering with them. And then looking at our recruitment, our interviewing process, who's involved in those interviews? Are we really, you know, empowering them to be able to identify their biases and eliminate those in the process? So it really starts from the very beginning and spans all the way across. But I think one of the most important strategies for us is developing those partnerships in our community and making sure that people know that these opportunities are available at Rady Children's and building that pipeline that's going to be in place for years to come. Yeah, the community ties seem to be the most important aspect of that, which is great to hear. So how do you measure the success of these efforts to increase diversity and what metrics are you using for this? You know, for us, I mean, obviously the the data and the numbers are important. And so we're looking at the numbers around who's applying, who are we hiring? Who are we recruiting? And how we're measuring diversity and all the different dimensions of diversity. So that's critically important. But I think sometimes what gets lost is how important it is to just talk with our folks and talk with our people and, and get the sense from them of what their experience is and what the level of trust in the organization is that we are really driving these efforts forward from a real genuine place of providing high quality care. And so, you know, we have in place the engagement strategies for our workforce. We're asking them how they feel and how they see things. But a big part of my role and actually my favorite part is having conversations with people, just genuine, real, organic conversations and learning from them and their experiences. And, you know, obviously the numbers and making sure that we're tracking where we are in terms of our diversity numbers, where we are now and where we'd like to be and making sure, again, that it's reflecting our community. Great. That's that's a great explanation. Thank you for that. 
So I'm sure that there has been some difficulties. Nancy, what are some challenges that you faced when increasing workforce diversity? Lots of challenges. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, and how do you address these, right? Yes. Well, yeah. And some are easier to address than others. I think one challenge is that we have so many strategies in place and there's so much that we're doing, but we're not necessarily going to see the outcome of those efforts for a while, right? So forming these partnerships with community colleges and and universities and building this pipeline, we'll see some of it, but really we're not going to see the fruits of that for probably a while. So that's, that's sometimes a challenge. For us too, specifically in San Diego, when we are recruiting candidates, especially when we're talking about clinicians and nurses, San Diego is an expensive place to live. And sometimes that's a deterrent for folks is the cost of housing. And really, there's <laughs> there's not a whole lot we can do about that other than making sure that we are creating the best environment that we can at Rady Children's. And that is what will essentially attract people is that they want to work here and that the folks who already work here are proud of where they work and they're seeing these efforts and this is a place where they want to stay, right? Because that retention piece is also important and our workforce is going to be our biggest advocates in terms of getting the word out about what a great organization this is. For sure. And I love that you are really focusing on the younger generations, right? You said that you are really focusing on, you know, the community colleges. Absolutely. Well, and even looking at, you know, while we are partnering with community colleges, also looking at the requirements that we've traditionally had in place for some of these roles. And are these really essential to being able to do the job? And looking at lived experience and the value that that brings, especially as we're working in a healthcare setting where we are interacting with patients and people all day long. And the value of lived experience, in my opinion, is sometimes more important than that college degree or that certification, obviously in the non-clinical roles where that is critical. The other part that I also want to emphasize is that we are starting in high school and making sure that we are reaching those high school students so that they even know the options that are available to them in healthcare and the different roles. And that is really exciting, right? To be able to work with these high school students in an ideal world, we would start even younger because we know that the younger that we can expose our youth to the different options, it just expands their horizons and the things that they know are available to them. And then also, you know, tapping into scholarships or how we can support people to be able to explore these options as well is really important to us. But again, not emphasizing that only a college degree or only a certification is is the entry point that let, that lived experience is so valuable in providing care. Absolutely. I like that you're starting them young. And like you said, even younger would be great. Can you share a little bit more about like these programs that you've been implementing in these high schools? Are you sending healthcare professionals that reflect the diversity workforce that you're trying to gain. And maybe they're talking about their experiences. And what does that look like? Yeah. So there's a couple of programs that we have in place. One of them, we actually have folks from Ready Children that are in the high schools and that are able to work with the students there. And so they have this curriculum that the students go through, and then they actually come on site and go through an extensive program here where they're interacting with clinicians. They're on site in the hospital and visiting different areas of the hospital 
hospital, again, to just expose them to the different options that there are here. And then to make sure that they have those connections too, because we know that mentorship is also critically important in making those connections with students and healthcare professionals so that if and when they're ready to explore that as a career option, they have people that they can turn to and ask questions and look to for mentorship. Yeah, that mentorship factor seems super important. I'm thinking, you know, families who have lines and lines of healthcare professionals always have a mentor in their family. But if you're the first of your family, you know, how are you going to get into a field that you have no idea, but you're curious about having that mentor relationship could really, you know, just skyrocket your career and your path to success? Yeah, absolutely. Not even just to get people in the door, but also for retention. We know that that's critically important for people who are already here and who, you know, we want to keep here and we want to see them grow with Radio Children. That mentorship is critically important. So that is actually another strategy that we're exploring is making sure that we have a mentorship program for all of our existing workforce too, so that they can career path and see themselves at Rady Children's for a really long time. Yeah, that's so good. Yes. The retention aspect is huge. I love that you're focusing on that. And I think the mentorship is a, a great program. So excited for your workforce. That's so awesome. I know you've, you've talked about it already, but can you share any more examples of successful diversity and inclusion initiatives that you've implemented? Yeah. Well, you know, to your point about retention, it's one thing to recruit diverse candidates. It's another thing to make sure that we have an environment where people want to stay and where they see themselves reflected, where they feel valued, appreciated. So one of the things that we've done and that I think there's been a lot of excitement about and there continues to be is creating what some organizations would call employee resource groups. Here at Radio Children's, we call them team resource groups. And with the ultimate goal of really creating that sense of community for our workforce. And that has really been a successful strategy. And in our team resource groups are employee-driven, employer-supported. So really the mission, the vision, and the goals of each of our team resource groups comes from our workforce and what they would like to see. Coincidentally, what's really important to them is also recruiting more diverse candidates to Radio Children's. So that has been a strategy that so far has garnered a lot of excitement and people feel supported and valued and listened to. And that's something that we will continue to do and and continue to grow our team resource groups because we've seen a lot of enthusiasm around them and driving towards that goal of creating community and ensuring that people feel heard. For sure. Yeah. The communication is definitely a huge factor, like you said, the open channels of communication And I've read studies and case studies about patients who, you know, are a little closed when they come to, you know, telling their health care professionals about their health history, maybe if their doctor doesn't look like them or speak maybe their native language. So I think that having more diverse workforce will in turn bring better patient outcomes because these patients are feeling more comfortable with their healthcare professionals because they do speak their native language or, you know, they're part of the same nationality or what have you. So I think that that is perfect. That is so great to hear. Yeah. And even, you know, expanding on that, creating that 
cultural curiosity so that we are able to better understand different cultures. Because, you know, as we know, it's not just about the language or seeing someone who looks like you. It's about really understanding someone's culture and how they can present differently depending on what their traditions and their background are. And if we don't understand that, if we've not explored that, we can interpret that differently. And so that is something that we're really exploring because, you know, San Diego, in our proximity to the border, we do have a very diverse patient population and making sure that we are doing our part to keep our workforce educated and that they have an understanding of the different cultures and languages and, you know, what that means so that we can ensure that our patients are not just having a positive experience, but as we know, it impacts their health outcomes as well. So a lot of opportunity and it it is really exciting, right? Because it's, it's a journey that we're all on and it's exciting that we're able to learn from one another. And that is something that our team research groups are also really invested in is that education piece and in continuing to learn as an organization and continuing to learn from one another. Right. Well, of course, the leadership aspect is a huge portion. What role does leadership play in promoting and supporting diversity and inclusion in the workplace? And how do you work with other senior leaders to advance these goals? Yeah. So senior leadership is critical. And I think it's a few things. I think it's it's making sure that senior leadership, one, that they have an understanding and that they're kind of doing the work to educate themselves, right? But also that diversity, equity, and inclusion for Radio Children's, it's at the center of our strategic plan. It is at the center of everything that we do. And we know that we are on a continued journey to make sure that we're operationalizing that and that we're looking at everything that we do through that lens of how can we improve? How can we get better? How can we support our patients better? So leadership is is critical in this. My position reports directly to our CEO, Dr. Prius, which again, I think is critical in that connection and how this work is valued and how it's positioned. In our entire senior leadership team, it's been really great to see them step up to want to learn and want to support this work, want to support the efforts that we're doing in terms of, you know, we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion council. Again, that's made up of people from across the entire organization, listening to them and what they want to see. So making sure that they're really driving some of these strategies and some of this work, and that's all supported by senior leadership. Each one of our team resource groups has an executive sponsor. So senior leadership is really involved there. And, and that's critical. And then obviously, as we know, resources, what's the investment in this work? Because that really speaks to how it's prioritized. And I'm really fortunate that Brady Children's really has made this a priority and has committed to investing in this work and ongoing because we know that it's not, you know, just one and done. We're never finished. We're always on this journey to keep improving and, and doing better. So I can't stress (laughs) how important it is that senior leadership is aligned and understands this work and also is is committed to it and is making the investment and moving it forward. Yeah, well, that's such a relief, you know, that your whole team is on board because I can't imagine having this position and other senior leaderships not being on board, how difficult that would be. And I'm sure that is the case for some, unfortunately. But it's so great to hear that everyone's on the same page. And like you said, reporting directly, that's great. It seems like it's a number one priority and will be a priority for, you know, the foreseeable future. So love that. I want to go back to something that you did say, though, because 
you know, San Diego, you're in California, your population is very diverse. I live in Ohio. I'm from a very small farm town. Those areas may not be as diverse, right? But, you know, increasing diversity is still important. So with that in mind, what advice would you give to other healthcare organizations looking to increase their workforce diversity and foster a more inclusive and equitable workforce culture? Because it will be different based on geography, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think it really starts with kind of how we started this conversation is define what diversity means for your organization and why it's important. Because if that's not the starting point of any of this work, it's easy to lose sight of it and it's easy for it to lose momentum, which we've seen in a lot of organizations. And so understanding why it's important to whichever organization is is working on this and defining that for what it means. Like that's the first thing that we did in Radio Children's is why is this important and what does it mean to us? And I think the second thing is start from within and really focusing on the workforce because we have to take care of our own people. And and ultimately, I think, you know, in healthcare, what we want to do is provide the best care. We can't do that unless we're taking care of our own people first. And so really staying focused on making sure that we're creating an environment where people feel proud to come to work, where they're excited to come to work, because ultimately that's going to reflect in how they treat our patients and families and building that trust. The trust and empathy go hand in hand. And that's how we start to really address bias and discrimination and all of these other things that we might be seeing. So I would stress, start from within, start from taking care of your own people and then work out from there so that we're creating the environment where people want to stay because it's not going to do us any good to go out and recruit diverse folks and then they don't see themselves reflected and that's not a place where they want to stay. Yeah, like you said, you you pretty much started off with the, the community level factor. And I think that that is such a critical piece of this whole conversation is the community, the local community for, you know, your organization, hospital, what be it. But this is such a great conversation. So insightful. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, feel free to reach out to us at A-K-A-Y-L-O-R at extelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts on today's topic. You can also use that email to share any healthcare-related questions or stories that you would like us to consider covering. And if you have the time, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later. This is a Tech Target production. Mm-hmm.